Contact us on our listener line at 888-343-6940. When you call, you can sign up for a free one-year subscription to Israel My Glory magazine, ask a question to be answered on air, or simply leave a comment about our program. Again, that's 888-343-6940. Welcome to the Friends of Israel Today, where we teach biblical truth for changing times. I'm Steve Conover. We'll join our host and teacher, Chris Gatolka, in a moment. Today, Chris gives his insights into the motivation behind the recent stabbings in Israel over the last several months. Also on the program, we wrap up our series on confidence. From Psalm 46, we've learned that God is our present refuge in times of great distress, that he cannot be moved by any outside source, and that he desires us to be still and trust that he is in control. That's coming up, and as always, Apples of Gold, a dramatic reading from the life of Holocaust survivor Svi Kalischer. Stay with us. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Friends of Israel Today program. I'm Chris Katolka, your host, and I want to invite you to visit our website, foiradio.org, where you can find past shows, uh, show notes, blogs about the Bible in Israel, along with other devotional material. Also, if you're on Twitter, you can follow me, at Chris Katolka. And so today I wanted to spend some time uh, talking about really a, a tragic event that happened earlier this month in Israel. But before I get there, let me just say this. You know, I've always thought in order to acquire peace, you have to take steps towards peace, that that you have to move in the direction toward creating peace. And recently, from what we've been seeing in the news, uh, the Palestinians have taken a completely different approach to communicating to the international community uh, their desire for peace with really a stabbing spree that started a little more than seven months ago uh, during Rosh Hashanah in 2015. And over the past seven months, many Israelis have been stabbed in areas as popular as Jerusalem and even Tel Aviv, and they've been stabbed primarily by Palestinians. Now, all of these stabbings have been random attacks of terrorism committed by men, women and even youth that are targeting innocent Israeli citizens. Recently, though, the stabbings in Israel hit a little closer to home for us here in the United States when a Palestinian assailant randomly stabbed and injured 10 Israelis in Jaffa port and killed an American, Taylor Force, who was a U.S. Army vet, a West Point graduate, and a student traveling with Vanderbilt University. And to make matters even worse, his wife, who was traveling with him, was also injured in the stabbing spree. Force was visiting Israel, and he was not there for any political or ideological reason. He was there with Vanderbilt University to see how Israel's startup technology sector works and how it's impacting the global community. And yet during his time in Tel Aviv, he fell prey to a radicalized Palestinian 20-something with just something as simple as a kitchen knife. The stabbings that started last fall uh, originated out of a fear that the Israelis would usurp control of the Temple Mount. The Palestinians were incredibly scared that Israelis were going to come and take control of the Temple Mount, which is where the Dome of the Rock sits. And if you remember, the Dome of the Rock is the third most holy site to the Muslim people, 
while the Temple Mount is the most holy site to Ju- the Jewish community. So there's a lot of uh, tension in that area since each of those sites are incredibly holy to both Muslims and Jewish people. And, and Christians hold those areas dear as well. Last year, we did a piece for the program on the absurdity of the notion that Israel is trying to take over the Temple Mount. Yet, even after the Israeli government reassured the Palestinian community that their control over the holy site would remain intact by law, not just, not just by uh, a random act of kindness, but really through law of maintaining status quo, that the Muslims would maintain control of the Dome of the Rock and the Temple Mount. Yet somehow, even though this, this law of the status quo remained, these senseless killings have continued. So we have to ask ourselves the question, why are the killings still happening even after the Israeli government proved that it's not trying to take control of the Temple Mount. Here's what I think. The truth of the matter is this. The Temple Mount was never at the heart of the rage of the radicalized Palestinians inciting acts of terror. It it was really only the spark to light the fuse. That's right. The, The stabbings are only the lit fuse burning toward what I think is the real danger, a powder keg of terrorism that has been festering in the Palestinian communities for years now. See, from an early age, Palestinian children are taught to hate. Uh, They're indoctrinated to hate the state of Israel. Uh, They're taught to hate the Jewish people through various mediums like television, radio, their classrooms, Uh, children's magazines, and even the internet. Uh, Yuval Steinitz, the Minister of Infrastructure, Energy, and Water Resources for Israel, wrote an editorial in in the New York Times back in 2013 where he argued that Palestinian children and adults even are being taught four basic points about Israel and the Jewish people. And and I want to go through these four basic points because I want you to see how important it is to understand how the Palestinians are raising their children and how they're indoctrinating them and how it's creating uh, the inability uh, for the Palestinian people to actually create peace. So the first point that uh, Yuval Steinitz makes is this is that the Palestinian people argue that the very existence of the Jewish state, regardless of its borders, is illegitimate because there is no Jewish people and no Jewish history in this piece of land. Friends, this is crucial. This statement is crucial because the one thing that the Israeli people desire for is that there would be a long-lasting peace between the Palestinians and Israelis. And that long-lasting peace would come through one simple thing, that the Palestinians would simply recognize that Israel exists, and it's the homeland of the Jewish people. And yet for some, some reason, the Palestinians have never been able to agree to those terms. Even recently, Vice President Joe Biden sat down with the president of the Palestinian people, uh, his name is Mahmoud Abbas, And he wanted to get the peace process going again. And Vice President Biden said, all you have to do is recognize Israel to be the Jewish state and drop the idea of the right of return. And President Abbas said no. It's as simple as just recognizing 
the Jewish state, but because they're taught at such a young age, they cannot see the value of a Jewish state, and they don't even believe that there is Jewish heritage in the land. Second, the thing that Palestinian children are learning in their schools is that Jews and Zionists are horrible creatures that corrupt those in their vicinity. Do you see what's being taught? It's not just the hatred of Israelis. It's the hatred of all Jews. It's anti-Semitism. And it's the hatred of Zionists. Folks, if you're listening to this program right now and you simply believe that Jewish people have the right to self-determination in their ancestral homeland, then whether you like it or not, you're a Zionist. So even though you may be a Christian, that doesn't exempt you from being a target of the hatred of the Palestinian people. Third, Listen to what they're teaching their children, that Palestinians must continue to struggle until the inevitable replacement of Israel by an Arab-Palestinian state. And fourth, that all forms of resistance are honorable and valid, even if some forms of violence are not always expedient. Listen, when, when they use the word struggle and resistance, these are just terms to describe terrorism. The stabbings are a form of resistance against the Jewish people and against the nation of Israel. Children are being taught to physically commit terror. How can any promotion of peace move forward when this is the foundation Palestinian youth are raised on? And all this hatred is festering in the Palestinian communities toward Israel, a country that I know has been invested in trying to create long-lasting peace with the Palestinians. These stabbings and the recent killing of uh, Taylor Force should convey to the international community that the Palestinian government is clearly not ready to take the real steps necessary for peace with Israel. And also that the Palestinian people and their leadership are in no place right now to create a future Palestinian state. With the condition of the Palestinian people today and their corrupt government, the international community should refuse from recognizing a Palestinian state without negotiations with Israel. Instead, I want to encourage the international community to take a step back and to start back at square one with the Palestinian government and to really hit the reset button with them. These stabbings should be a wake-up call that the Palestinians are not ready for their own state. Instead, they need to be taught to engage in peace, not hatred. But folks, I want to end with this. Man-made peace is only a temporary patch. It's never long-lasting. True, enduring peace can only be realized through Jesus Christ. So please be praying for our Friends of Israel workers and church planters in Israel who are busy sharing the message of reconciliation with our Jewish and Arab friends in Israel. Reading from Luke's account of the resurrection of Jesus. It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. 
Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. We're continuing our series in our short segment called, What's the Source of Your Confidence from Psalms chapter 46? And I've been highlighting uh, this article that was written by psychologist Dr. Marcy Fox, where she talks about confidence being one of our greatest resources. Dr. Fox believes confidence comes from believing in ourselves, and I believe that's usually where trouble starts. Uh, I'll be honest, like I said before, I'm usually the one to first try to do things on my own, to put confidence in myself, and then I fail miserably. But that's when God reminds me that my source of confidence should rest in him. And we've been discussing this in Psalm 46 through the story that is really the backdrop to Psalm 46, which comes from 2 Kings 18, uh, when the Assyrian armies were surrounding Uh, Jerusalem and Hezekiah and the Jewish people were trapped within the city walls. Now, the Assyrian king had not only taunted King Hezekiah uh, by putting his massive army around the little city of Jerusalem, but he had also beaten Hezekiah down spiritually. The the Assyrian king sent his spokesperson to go to him to frighten uh, the king and the citizens of Jerusalem. And he says this in 2 Kings 18, 28 through 30. Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus says the king, do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you from his hand. Nor let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, The Lord will surely deliver us. This city shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. The king of Assyria was sending a propaganda message to Hezekiah and to the citizens of Jerusalem. And I'm sure Hezekiah was feeling incredibly defeated until the prophet Isaiah approached him and said, Thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid of the words which you have heard. So you have this battle going on. You have the king of Assyria telling King Hezekiah, don't even bother trusting in the Lord because I'm coming after you. And then you have Isaiah whispering in the ears of Hezekiah truth that the Lord will protect not only uh, King Hezekiah, but all of Jerusalem. And Isaiah affirmed an important spiritual truth to the incredibly lonely king, I'm sure. That the truth that God is, it's this, the truth that God is with us. If God is with his people, then his people cannot fail. 
The Lord is saying to Hezekiah, be still, Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. You know, Assyria will soon find out who the God of Israel really is when he defeats them. You know, in the Gospels, Jesus lived out this phrase, be still and know that I am God. And when he and the disciples were out on the boat, you remember the story traveling across the Sea of Galilee, as they were crossing, Jesus fell asleep and a massive windstorm swept the boat into dangerous swells, filling the boat with water and threatening all their lives. And remember, many of the disciples, these were skilled sailors. Uh, These were sailors who spent most of their lives fishing on the Sea of Galilee. So when they were crying out that this could be the end of their life, they weren't joking. When Jesus woke up, notice he didn't fear the wind and the waves that endangered their lives because he is the creator of the wind and the waves. He is the God who called us to be still in the midst of the storms, trials, and tribulations. God fulfilled his promise to be Hezekiah's refuge when the angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. And when the people arose early in the morning, they were all corpses. They were dead. 2 Kings 19.35. Hezekiah's enemy quickly learned who the true God is, the God of Israel, and how he protects those who belong to him. Psalm 46. We've been going through this series on confidence. What is the source of your confidence? Psalm 46 teaches us three important truths to remember when we've been feeling as though we've been physically beaten down, spiritually beaten down, when we feel as though our enemies are surrounding us, when we maybe we don't feel confident that we can accomplish a task or do something at work or handle our family. First, we have to remember this. God is our present refuge in times of great distress. Psalm 46, 1 through 3. Second, remember this, God is not moved by any outside source that might threaten his authority. And since we are his, we cannot be moved. And because he is with us, any circumstance that might come into our life, we cannot be moved. And finally, God is with us and he begs us to be still and to trust that he's in control. So what's the source of your confidence. Israel, on the verge of becoming a state, a teenage Holocaust survivor arrives on her shores alone. His name is Svi Kalisher. Little did he know his search for a new life in the Holy Land would lead him to the Messiah. Svi, enthusiastic to share his faith, engaged others in spiritual conversations, many of which can be found in our magazine, Israel, My Glory. While Sfi is now in the presence of his Savior, his collected writings from well over 50 years of ministry continue to encourage believers worldwide. Now, Apples of Gold, a dramatic reading from the life of Sfi. Some days things happen that you never expect. Recently, my wife sent me to the supermarket with a list of things to buy. As I was looking for what she wanted, something happened that I never could have planned. A few months ago, I had a long conversation with an ultra-Orthodox man 
about faith in Christ. Who should be in the store but that very man? He began pointing at me and shouting, Beware of this man. He's very dangerous. I have lived here a long time, and almost everyone knows me. I have helped many with home repairs and other tasks. They know me as a friend who would never harm anyone, so they thought this man was crazy. If you are so strong in your faith, I said, tell these people who you worship. You trust in teachers rather than in God. For half an hour we discussed faith, with everyone listening. He declared, you tried to persuade people to leave the pure faith of Judaism. You want to make them Christians. I gave him much time to speak. He does not understand that he is the one who is not practicing the pure faith of Judaism. And after a while, people began asking me what I thought. First, I said, in whom should we place our trust? In the Lord or in men? I put my trust in the Lord. I don't approach people with fictional books written by those who call themselves holy. I use one book, the Bible. There it is written in Deuteronomy 6.13, You shall fear the Lord your God and serve Him. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are all around you, for the Lord your God is a jealous God among you. The ultra-Orthodox man became even more agitated and screamed in a high-pitched voice, He tried to make me a Christian! So I showed them my Bible, told them, Please, read this and see if what I'm saying is against the Jewish law. Several people examined my Bible from beginning to end. This is the true Bible, one declared. Please, I continued, take this book. It contains the important words of the Lord. We must follow these words, not the many laws the rabbis have written. We are not to worship men who have long beards and wear black clothing and try to tell us what to believe. People had stopped shopping and were listening carefully. I always try to explain to people they must read the Bible only. Unfortunately, many Jewish people have become so unsure of their own ability to understand God's word that they go to a rabbi and ask his interpretation. Many people ask me how I came to know all this. I told them, I read my Bible and worship God according to his word. Is this against the law? We agree with you, they all said. The ultra-Orthodox man was very disappointed. But I was happy that God had brought so many people to me. Even though I had not planned anything, I had a good opportunity to speak about true faith in the God of Israel, according to the Bible.
The dramatic reading you just heard is taken from a feature you can read in our bi-monthly magazine, Israel, My Glory. If you enjoy this feature, be sure to sign up for a free one-year trial subscription when you visit foiradio.org. You can also sign up for a free subscription when you call our listener line at 888-343-6940. Take advantage of this free offer. Again, that's 888-343-6940 or visit us at foiradio.org. Our host and teacher is Chris Gatolka. Our associate producer and engineer is Tom Gallione. Mike Kellogg read Apples of Gold, and our theme music was composed and performed by Jeremy Strong. I'm Steve Conover, executive producer. The Friends of Israel Today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide Christian ministry communicating biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while fostering solidarity with the Jewish people. <laughs>